Men's Alliance is a growing movement of tribes meeting weekly for a rugged outdoor workout and a real-world devotion around a fire. We're flipping tires, swinging sledgehammers, talking about real struggles, and getting pushed physically and spiritually to become the husbands, fathers, and leaders God designed us to be. We'll get you out of isolation, out of your comfort zone, and into something tribal, rugged, and real. Welcome to the Men's Alliance Podcast. I'm Dave Goose Mills. I'm Dusty Parker, call sign Shadow. Randy Hill, Sage. Awesome. Nice. I love hearing that. We got yeah. Sage with us today. Sage. Uh, Sage is... Uh, it's been a long time coming, man. Sage has been one of the most requested guys to get on a podcast. Yeah. Everybody's been telling me, you got to get Sage on the podcast. We want to hear from yeah. Sage. So, um, yeah, when I got involved in this, my I was like... You were definitely on my short list of guys that I wanted to get in here. Well, thanks. So, so Sage, and we'll get to your call sign. We'll tell your your call sign story later. I want to hear. Right. I want listeners to get to hear that. But uh, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you in 2022? I know this has been a big year. You've had a big year. Uh, I have. First off, it's all about God. That's kind of how this started. I asked for help. And this is where we get into MA. Yeah. So uh, I love Men's Alliance. I mean, it's changed my life. And um, I remember, man, I just, all right. So looking back, it's about, about a year, 18 months. It actually started with you, um, the coin, when we had the first coin out and uh, yeah. you showed me and my wife. And you were so excited and Kathleen was excited. And I was like, oh man, I want the coin. I'm like, I want the coin. I want the coin. I want to be one of the cool kids. <laughs> and so the thing is, you got to stand on the tire, say the creed. And I was studying and I was like, I'm a common man with an uncommon desire to succeed. I will keep myself physically strong. I looked at it and I was like, I'm a common man with an uncommon desire to succeed. I'll keep myself physically strong. And I was like, I've never been that guy. Mm. I'm not that guy. Um, I'll probably start crying here in a minute. Um, I'm glad you're here, both of you, because in the military. It probably comes from my father. We'll get to that more with the call sign and stuff like that. But uh, I retired from the military, but 20 years in. And not one time did I ever sit before a board. That's almost impossible. Wow. They asked me to go for like Aaron in the corner and see the corner. I was like, uh, no, because I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I didn't think I was good enough. And it, it stifled my life another thing that just happened within the year um i hired this girl when i was doing ct her name's savannah what's, what's ct uh cat scan in hospital hired her right out of x-ray school and trained her and she became she ended up becoming my boss now she's a director down at one of the bon Secours new facilities and she's going to be ceo one day and i was thinking about she says man you mentored me you did all these things and i was like i did and i had to look at her i'm like i trained her to do that why didn't I try to do that? Why, why am I stuck here? Why didn't I ever try to uh, like push myself? And Kathleen will tell me, she says, make sure you say when you say this, uh, I used to say that. She used to call me the get by guy because I was just get by. I was trying to hide in plain sight. And it's tough to look at. And I wouldn't have realized that until I started looking around, you know, the other men. Because I was just basically living on the couch, getting up, going to work, coming home, 
watch some TV on, on Netflix, eating a pint of ice cream and going to bed. You know, there was nothing I was doing to make myself better. In my head, I thought I was okay. I thought I was living how I was supposed to be living and doing what was right. And it wasn't true. So the coin was like the big deal. And I was like, so I made a commitment being like, how can I, and I was real good. Like I said, people think, oh, he's ran the marathon. I've run marathons before. I've done athletic events before. Um, and I was real good about, hey, I will train for a couple months, do it. And then I would head right back on a couch. Right. And that was, so I had to look at my life. And I was like, how am I going to commit? And I shout out to Jason Nicholas, pastor down at Scott's Edition. Um, at the beginning of the year, they have those um, church from home. And they talk about what's your word for the year? My word yeah. for this year was commitment. And I was like, so that lined up and, you know, I says, I showed you the picture about me being heavy. I think you're going to use that. There's also a video where we were doing sit-ups around the fire, like they do with the seal training and stuff. Right. I'm the very last guy. No one sees me. No one probably know who I am. I, I view it and it's like, I can't do a sit-up, you know? Mm. I was like, how am I, how am I going to, I'm the last guy. You know, then I started hearing like Ranger and Pitt these other men going, man, I get up and I study and I do all these things. I'm like, I'm the last guy physically and probably spiritually. And it really bothered me, yeah. you know, and the last, so that was probably November. It goes like, it was funny. Cause like that was all with the coin that was all coming together. And then there was flag football on Thanksgiving, you know, right. men's alliance flag football. And we all split up. It was a great time. And my team was up nine, six, nine, six, nine, you seven. put that event together, didn't you? Yeah. That was your idea. Yeah, it was my idea. I thought it'd be fun, man. It was yeah. Like, yeah. And it was a great time. We'll do it again this year, but second annual, the second annual Turkey day. Yeah. So if it, <laughs> hey, it's about shout out promo. If anybody wants to come out and play flag football, yeah. come out at 7 a.m. at the chapel and we'll have donuts and coffee and some flag football. Well, you sold me on donuts. It's yeah. a Thanksgiving morning <laughs> tradition <laughs> that Sage started. Yeah. 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 So. We all divided from teams, and like I said, we were up 9-7. Then one of their players got hurt on the other team, so our quarterback, who's really good, was the steady quarterback. And Aaron Brick Hill schooled me for four <laughs> touchdowns, and we lost. And I was like looking like – and I used to be really competitive. I'm not anymore because I, I'm on the couch. Like, what's I was, the point, right? Yeah, I'm like, he schooled me for four touchdowns. Our team lost because of me. And I, that bothered me, you know, and like I said, being around the fire and just looking at these other men, you know, you know, when it's dark and it's cold and you just, I'm looking around going, I'm the last guy. And that bothered me. So everything worked out like the way the Lord works things out is, I, I wrote it down. I remember it's January 4th, Tuesday night, seven o'clock. And we're doing men's alliance in the cold. And after that, you know, Justin Soundway Smith, my buddy, who I will always be in my heart goes, Hey, why don't we run a marathon? And I was like, Okay, that, that would be great. Because my goal was to be like the uncommon part. I was like, man, I, I want to lose 100 pounds. I've done marathons before, but I need to lose 100 pounds. How can I get in shape? And how Easy. can I do that? Yeah. Because so, <laughs> I didn't know anybody. I was like, that would, that would, be, that would, that would help me commit. That would yeah. help me, you know. Way to set a goal right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. No, I'll, I'll lose 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah, because I figured that would make me uncommon. That's what I'm talking you know? about. So uh, I, I started and I went home and... The next day was First Wednesday. So we had First Wednesday, man, all fired up for First Wednesday. And uh, I come out to the, the foyer where everybody's meeting. And there's Justin. I, I tap him on the shoulder. I says, I'm in. He goes, in for what? I'm like, the marathon. And just for a second, he looked at me like, you're going to run the marathon? And <laughs> he was all excited. I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to do it. So 
I went home and this is where it changes because, um, I guess I've always struggled with my weight. I played peewee football, played a whole year, never got to play in a game because I could never make weight. I was just a big kid. I had trouble with the weight management program. You're a tall guy too. How yeah, tall are you? Six four. Yeah. 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 At my heaviest, I was probably 340, 360 when I joined men's. This all started with, I says, man, what's the number? So I just picked 310. I was at least 310 in December. And when I weighed in, I weighed in the morning of the marathon, I was 233.6. Wow. So, and the goal is to get down to 200. And then next year, when I race the marathon, I'm going to be 185. I'm trying to break five hours. So, you've lost about 80 ish pounds. Yeah, 76.3. In less than 12 months. Yes, you sir. did this in about 10 and a half months. Yes, sir. And the thing that changed, because I've struggled my whole life, whatever, but I went home that night after first Wednesday when I told Justin I would do that. And I laid in my bed and I was like, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I said, I'm too fat, too old, too out of shape to do this. Will you help me? And he's blessed me ever since. Yeah. Nice you lost me. you lost that without any gimmicky weight no, man, I loss went. program, yeah. no diet pill. No, and you said you're like too that. old. How old are you? Um, 70, 70, 57. I met a guy out there run who was 76 who did Marine Corps. And then his name is Larry Power. 57 years old just turned 57 october yeah so like i just want our listeners you know guys that maybe are listening to this and they don't know you right yeah right um understand like you have no excuses yeah if you're listening to this you don't have any excuses because sage is 57 and lost 80 pounds in 10 months and ran a marathon and that's what I want to shout out people like, hey, what, the biggest takeaway from this whole thing and why I absolutely love Men's Alliance is, and like I said, it's changed my life. And, it, and therefore, it'll change my, my wife, my kids, my grandkids. Yep. And I didn't know, pause this, this is a little side note. And we were at First Wednesday a couple months ago. It was in the summertime. The one they did outside. It might have been the 4th of July. And Sunshine comes up to me and he goes, um, and you've inspired a lot of people. And I was like, what? Because I never did this for anybody but me. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't think I was going to make a difference. It was just for me to prove to myself that I was worthy of the coin. That I could stand up in front of a bunch of men on the tire and go, "This is me. This is what I'm trying to do." Yeah. You first, know? first Wednesday is uh, our monthly service that we yeah. have at our our church that we all go to. Yeah. He said, and he goes, "You inspire a lot of people." And I went home. And I was like, "People are watching me." She goes, "Honey, everybody's watching you." I was like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah, you sit in the front row every <laughs> Sunday. Everybody can see you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but like I said, people come up and asking me for this. Is where God, First uh, Second Corinthians five seventeen, you become a new creation. I was like, man, people are asking me for weight loss advice and <laughs> workout advice. I'm like, Lord, are you sure you got the right guy? that's not me i'm like this is completely out of i just pray and i've been trying to have a positive attitude and like yeah people are people noticed i did and i didn't know that was going to be a thing i mean i really didn't and i was like okay lord my wife's like this is your calling i was like um okay yeah because i'm six four 300 pounds it was like i'm hard to be unnoticed right you know it's again that goes against everything i really grew up and wanted to be my whole adult life right so and the fact that i'm doing this podcast i, I post my that picture on Facebook, <laughs> you know, that I'm not scared to do, to, to be out there because uh, it's all about what God, like I said, that's the first thing I, I tell people. I was like, man, I, why, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you eating? What are you doing? I'm like, man, first thing I did is I prayed. That's why I'm going to cross, man. You have something you're struggling with and that you need help with, and maybe it's an addiction and whatever it is. It's like, man, get on your knees, pray about it and let God do his work. Yeah. 
So, and I appreciate the th- people that people, I mean, God brought me like the nurses I work with, my call my coaches, they got me, I was doing keto. They're like trying a minute fasting and that just ramped up everything. So I started drinking black. I used to drink cream and sugar and everything. I didn't drink black coffee. I thought, oh, it's gross. You know, now I'm like, I, those people that do the little wine thing, the sniff and the swirl. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I know, I know why they do it. Cause that's why I drink black coffee. I'm appreciating drink, oh, it. I do. It's the way different. So hey, a shout out to anybody who wants to try to go black coffee is so good. And hey, um, also, Men's Lines has a new coffee coming out. Uh, it's called The Tribe. That'll be on sale at your local Men's Lines shop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hey, good good plug. I'll take that opportunity to jump on it, right? Yeah, so sure. we are, and it's called Tribe Coffee. Go to our website, mensalignstribe.com. Uh, if you're tired of drinking overpriced coffee sold by godless heathens, <laughs> then uh, try Tribe Coffee. That's right. Um, support your stuff. tribe. It's for a good cause locally roasted beans here in chesapeake virginia we're excited about it sage i want to go back something you were talking about right so you were talking about not putting yourself in for awards in the air force you used a couple acronyms that maybe non non non-military guys would understand but i want to go back to that unpack that so you were you did a twenty year career in the Air Force. Yes, and throughout that time, you had supervisors and bosses who noticed you doing a great job and said, "We want to put you in for what non commissioned officer of Airman the year, of the quarter, Airman so, of the you know, year, yeah. yeah." And I was doing all this Airman stuff of that. the year, non commissioned officer of the year, all these things, and you're saying no, yes, I don't want to do this. And then you tied that in. You talked about training up. Um, the, the woman at work who is now your boss. And so you're seeing like all these opportunities and you're starting to wonder why am I not putting myself in for these same opportunities? Correct. And, you know, I had no idea before you saying this today in this conversation right now that it was, uh, you're going for the uh, men's alliance challenge coin and having to get up and say the creed yeah. that started uh, getting you to think about that, those lines because I, I, and it's like that military thing. I, I and I was, I was raised in a Christian home. I had a lot of Midwestern boy, and uh, I felt like I was lying. Like I wasn't. I get up there and I'm going to say these things, and I'm like, that's not. I've never been that guy, you know. And I'm like, it bothered me. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't get up there and say it and get this coin and not be living that life. Why, that is, why did you think you passed up on all those, you know, awards? That oh you were man, well, that's where we get back to you know, the father by God book and my call sign. And I had to relook at myself about this year has been more about the self-reflection about uh, being the beloved son and being, I never thought I was worthy. I thought, yeah. you know, you know, that I would just, I wasn't good enough. Hmm. You know, like he, when I come here, the devil's working on me. When you asked me to do the podcast like last week or this week, a couple of days ago. And I was like, I had, been saying it like been out there running bike in for hours by myself i'm mean, like that's what i want to say i want to get this point across about what god did god did and uh, you know i think it was last thursday night um it's like you're not good enough man you've only you didn't run the marathon you had to walk a lot of it you only, only lost a couple pounds who are you to do a <laughs> podcast who are you to be like you're nobody you're not even, yeah. you, i mean no one's gonna people are gonna think you're stupid and i was like yeah and i started questioning like i told mom she goes Honey, that's the devil. I was like, man, I know, yeah. but it's just, am I, I hear these other stories. And, and it's, I do want to say this too, and this isn't a shout out. I mean, I don't want to disrespect anybody that's ever been on this thing. And this is, this is a big deal for, for me. 
like I hear these stories I talk about and like knuckles in this story, man, I used to ask me like, man, I wish I could have a, an addiction problem or something that was, that I could overcome. Like what's wrong with me? It's like, I don't have this fire. I'm not <laughs> overcoming anything. And this year I thought about it and I was like, you know what my problem is? What my testimony is? It's, I was the average guy. I had a comfortable life. Like I said, man, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, my mom and dad were together the whole time I was growing up. Um, I had a great, I was at church Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesdays, great youth pastors, great men in our church. And I went from that to being an Air Force. Uncle Sam took care of him for 20 years. I retired, became, you know, I worked at, started working at St. Francis or St. Mary's. And so I've had an easy life, comfortable. And that's the testimony. I was like, I got comfortable. You know, I was a lukewarm person, lukewarm man. I wasn't trying to be doing anything special. Now, I didn't need God. You know, I didn't right. need the blessings. I didn't need those things because it's like, I got it all taken care of. It's just me out here by myself. And I'm like, and that's so dangerous. Yeah. I think that's the, I mean, that's a testimony for a lot of men. That's why I was like, man, I want to come up and I want to say this. It's like, if you're not out, we say one of our creeds, you know, 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron. It's like, how do you know your iron is sharp if you don't ever use it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I'm not, I'm sitting there and I got this great life and I got these, everything is so easy for me. It's, I've had a comfortable life and I got comfortable being comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the thing you overcame is you overcame average. Yeah. And that's, I'm trying. that's the biggest struggle for us. Very few men have a story about overcoming uh, right. a drug addiction and, and prison. Right. And those stories are awesome. Awesome. But the majority of us, we just have to overcome average. Yeah. Yeah. You know, average is a very comfortable place to live. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people in your shoes that just feel like they don't have a testimony to share because they haven't had this big come to Jesus yeah, moment. You know, like they were, you know, saved as, as a young age, you know, the same growing up in a Christian home. I've heard it around the fire before that guys just feel like, how can I follow up that story, you know, of someone before them? So they just stay quiet because they don't feel mm -hmm. like they can relate to anybody else. But it's like, that's one thing in Men's Alliance, if you haven't learned yet, is you're not the only one in any situation, nope. you know? So there's so many people just like you that, that need to realize that just that kind of background is a testimony in itself. It's just that average life and trying to get trying to realize that there's a testimony in that yeah. so sage tell us a little bit um the story behind the call sign that's the chief um like i says i never would have even thought that so i'm telling my story and, and it's funny because it's the first time i met really met you so I'm, I'm i am a talker i like telling stories and uh dave cut me off he goes all right that's enough time for the call side i was like oh okay maybe i talk too much but chief and these call signs are coming out and then chief got up and says, man, you have a lot of wisdom. You're older. Cause I really started doing this cause I wanted to be, I saw my grandkids, my, I have one, four boys or four grandsons. And, um, I'm not sure that their fathers are walking with the Lord. So I needed to be like, I need to be a better man, a better Christian man. So I can be an example to my granddaughters and grandsons on what it, what it should really look like, you know, what a marriage should look like, what a relationship should look like, and just a godly, I just want to be a godly man. So I needed to make, 
need to make a change. And I kind of said that. So I just want to be an example for my, you know, my grandsons. And, and he talked about this book called Father by God. Yep. And you know what? Here's nothing. I, I don't read. So I went and got Amazon, ordered this book right away, got through the first chapter, and I didn't read it for almost two years. But I started reading it. I was like, I need to read because I got through another book. So I've been reading more. And that's kind of another thing we can, we can talk about later about how God did that, putting God first. So the very last stage of, of the man, there's like the, the young child, there's the warrior, or boyhood warrior, um, king, and then sage. And because you give out advice to the advice to the younger people. And he says, I think that'd be a good name for you. And I was like, Sage. And what is so funny is I'm stuck in like I reading that book, man, I tear up because I'm I'm 57. I'm stuck in the boyhood stage because I didn't get one. I was never the beloved son. My um, dad adopted me when I was 14. I moved him and my mom here when I was five. There was never a man that cherished me in my life. Maybe my uncle Ed and Uncle Tim, they were awesome. And but my dad, yeah, he took me fishing and did what he wanted to do. But there was never a, um, that love there. I never felt like I was the beloved son, like it talks in that book. I never thought I was special, and that's hurt. Like I came looking, you know, and I, I just find I just I never had that, you know. I didn't feel like, and I didn't even know what it was. You know, that's why I said, you know, I do not struggle alone. I was like, I was good about being alone. I'm on my own. I need to prove to myself that I don't need anybody. I don't need people. I don't need men around me. I can do this, everything on my own. And that's not the case. I, I can do everything on my own. I did it for 57 years, 56 yeah. years. We can all do it on our own yeah. really badly. Badly. Right. Yeah, but you never get any better. Because right. you know, Like this, I think it's so funny. I was like, again, uh, I love Guardian. He's an animal. <laughs> so, like I said, we'd run this marathon. I was like, I'm done, man. I'm done to like, I know November, Thanksgiving. That would have ended up to December, uh, Christmas. It's too cold. I'm not running until April. That, that's the truth, man. Maybe hit a men's <laughs> alliance, you know, try to get out there and do a 30-minute workout. Tony's like, hey, man, we're running 10 miles on Saturday on the trail. We got to <laughs> earn our shirts that we missed for the hurricane. I'm like, mm. so I'm running, uh, me, Thor, and I was like about five or six of us. We're going to get up at 7 a.m. in the morning. It's probably going to be 30 degrees, and we're going to knock out 10 miles down the James River. That's Men's Alliance. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> man, I love that. Guardian is, uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, oh, uh, Tony Morones. Oh. Guardian, he's our he's our resident ultra marathoner. <laughs> yeah. He, he runs two Men's Alliance. He ran 32 weeks. He'll run to Men's Alliance from his house, do our workout devotion, and run home. Yeah. You know, it looks like he's probably wearing a weighted vest for it, too. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, that's the standard. You know, it's like, we talked about that when, you know, a couple months ago. It's like, that's the standard. I didn't know what the standard was. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, to be a Christian man and a man, you know, out in this world, we need to do there's certain things we need to do and it's expected of us when you're isolated you don't know what the standard is it's easy for you to tell yourself the lie that you're doing just fine because you don't have anybody around you to compare yourself to you come to men's alliance and you get around the fire and you start hearing stories like the the stories the the devotions led by other men and i'm sitting there and i'm thinking i gotta i gotta up my game i gotta keep up Right. right. I'm not, That's it. I'm not as great as I thought I was. I'm, I'm average. And, and that's an important message for us to learn is that we're not special snowflakes. And if you are not sharpening your iron weekly, 
it's getting dull. It is. Mm-hmm. And that's true in our physical health. It's true in our spiritual health. It's true relationally, right? We've got to emotionally, all these different areas of health. We've got to get out of isolation, get around some sharper iron. And like you've been talking about for your whole story is one of rejecting the lie that says, I'm not good enough to try. Right. I'm not going to stay on the sideline anymore. I'm going to start putting myself in for some awards. I'm going to start going for it. Yep. So tell us now, how is your thinking? I'm curious, what are the messages you tell yourself now that are different from the messages you told yourself a year ago? Man, uh, Shadow was my story, like around the fire, you know, I have some, some issues, some family members, and I've lost my temper before. And I was like, man, I, I feel like I, you know, I don't want to lose my, don't want to lose my salvation. He came up to me after, he goes, you're never going to lose your salvation. You're saved. You're a child of God. You may lose your testimony and you can always get that back. He said, but you're forever saved. And I was like, man, that's so true. I says, it doesn't matter what I've done or what, because I'm going to fail. I'm a failure. You know, I need God's help every day and I'm going to sin every day. And he loves me so much that he's forgiven me and he wants to take me in and comfort me and provide for me. And that's what's ma- that's, that's what matters. It's like, there's it's just a gift and I need to appreciate it more. So yeah. that's what's really changed is like, I, like I said before people would, people would talk, I was all making sure my hair was done. I wanted to look good and I was too fat to wear that. And like I said, the fact that I posted the, the before picture is I never would have done that. I didn't care what people thought about me because mm-hmm. you know what? This was about me and God. I'm trying to give God the glory. And this is what he's done in my life. That's, that's just the physical. I remember it was in August and I'm running my corporate. I work at St. Francis, I live over cross hall street. It's about 10 miles, eight miles straight away. If you run right through Brandon mill and I'd run home from work. So it's the middle of August. It's hundred degrees and hundred um, percent humidity. I had all my gear on. Another shout out to Tony for getting me the electrolyte pills. Um, <laughs> I got 10 miles in about a mile from my house and I think I'm going to pass out. I mean, it's, I'm like done. And I was like, I should just walk. I took a couple steps. I'm like, man, I'm going to pass out. And I didn't, I got home, took a shower and just laid in bed for like a week. I didn't work out for a week. And I kept thinking, God, what's going on? Help me get out of this funk. And he's like, put me first. I'm like, Lord, I am. I'm doing all this. I'm going to do the marathon for you. I'm going to give you all the glory. Put me first. I said, but Lord, you're trying to argue with God, but God. And he's like, put me first. And I was like, oh. And this is the people around the fire. I get, I know Ranger, Pitt, Hemi, these guys that get up in the morning and read their Bible. So I got to be up at work at seven. If I, I started riding my bike to work, it takes me an hour and a half. So it means lead at 530. I started getting up at four o'clock in the morning to read my Bible. Yeah. That's putting God first. Yeah. And it's changed my life. And am I perfect? No. I said, but that's my default is to get up early and do devotion. Me and my wife get down there and we do a devotion together. We read together. We talk about how good God's going to be. That's what's changed. So God is, I was walking with God kind of how I wanted to walk with God. Now I'm walking how he wants me to walk. Again, I'm not perfect. I still got stuff I need to work on, but I'm trying. That's the, that's the difference between a year. It's all about glorifying God because that's all that really matters. We're only here for a short time. And Matt Robinette, um, Chapel Men's Connect, 
gave his devotion about evangelism. He says, evangelism is the only thing that we don't get to do in heaven, so make the most of it while you're here. And all it is is telling your story about how God's worked in your life. I was like, man, I know that story. That's a powerful message. That's yeah. it. That's all it is. I don't need to know scripture. I don't need to know everything. It helps. But it's just like God's changed my life. I gave it over to him, and he's changed me. And I've seen it working like Men's Alliance, you know, people out there trying it. It's been awesome. Man, you're setting the standard now. Goodness yeah. sake. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, then we're going to come back and uh, hear the rest uh, from Sage. Hey, this is Dusty Shadow Parker. I just wanted to take a break here and tell y'all, help us reach more men. We cannot sharpen men into the husbands, fathers, and leaders that God designed us to be without your financial support. Your donations enable us to launch and sustain tribes at more churches and reach more men with the gospel of Christ. Men's Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit, so your financial support is tax deductible. Go to mensalliancetribe.com support to join our team. Now go refill up your coffee and enjoy the rest of this podcast. Okay, welcome back. We're continuing this conversation with Sage about his incredible transformation in 2022, both spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and of course, physically. Bring it back to Men's Alliance. Here's another thing that I like about, I told you like I'd be back on the couch. Um, We're at Men's Night, front row. I'm sitting next to Swag, who used to be a college athlete and he's still a great athlete he sits next to me one of my heroes he goes hey man you've done a great job and i was like no nah, nah, man not really because i look at myself i still see me you know he goes no nah, man everybody else sees it he says but i want you to do one thing for me and goes i'm like what's that he goes i want you to figure out what's next i'm like what's next he goes yeah he said a lot of people meet a goal and they just revert back to their own ways their old habits he goes i want you to figure out what's next and that meant a lot to me. And I was like, okay, man, that's men's alliance right there. I was like, what's next? It's your brothers pushing you to go to places that you don't go. Like you wouldn't even think to go. I'm like, what's next? I ain't finished this, man. He wants me to do something next. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I got plans for like next year. I'm doing rag brying. I got accepted there for a cycling team. So I'll be doing oh, Yeah, awesome, I did. did it last week when I was off. I got accepted. So I'll be riding 500 miles in July in july in iowa it's hot ragbri is is uh correct me if i'm wrong here ragbri you ride across nebraska Uh, iowa oh you ride across iowa 500 miles which way do you start you start from the west and go east okay you head east yeah all right and iowa so you start at the nebraska border don't you like dip your tire in the river in the missouri and then yeah um, again here's another thing too so yeah all these things that i did it one time and i didn't dip my tire you know because i was like oh i'm not gonna do that I, i have to save my energy (laughs) <laughs> and uh but yeah man i'm gonna enjoy everything it's like about enjoying stuff now it's like man, yeah. i'm gonna go for it it's like right. i don't care if i fail because it's like when the world knocks me down i get back up i'm like you're gonna fail i was afraid to fail yeah. you know and or how i would look failing and i'm right. like sure man like i said i remember and that's again i I'm, this is a shout out from men's alliance it is awesome if your husband father son brother isn't in men's alliance you need to get him in there yeah it goes up to my brother yeah you know and the guys i see around church is like I remember when I started this January and I couldn't run around the church, couldn't run around the church. And 
I, I kept pushing myself, pushing myself. And I wish I remember who all they were, but I know it was Swag and I think it was Pops and it was somebody else, maybe um, Spuds. No one laughed at me. No one yeah. made fun of me. No one, you know, talked about me. And, and like, it's always been like, hey, man, come next week. Yeah. I mean, you got to come three times, get your call signed. You got to come this, come on. Hey, this is this, we're doing this. And it's like, I was accepted in as bad as I thought myself was. I was, I never was rejected. You yeah. know, I was in, you're in, I mean, you're just a guy trying to get better. And there's other guys that want you to be better. And that's goes against everything in the world, right. you know, being like, no, I need to be number one. I need to put myself first. I need to be selfish, man. Not at men's Alliance. It's yeah. about picking each other up, guiding you to the end. You're struggling through something. Hey man, give them a call. You know, a part of your story that's just really resonating with me is because it's the most uncomfortable place to be. It's getting off the couch and making this decision to stay there. Yeah. And I've personally thought about this a lot with men's alliance. Like success, success is a little bit terrifying. Yeah. Okay. We're doing something big here. Big. The three of us sitting here right now. Think about this. What if this blows up? What if men's alliance goes, what if it has a million men in a thousand cities? Yeah, it will. And so we can limit ourselves in that aspect too. I can be like, you know what? Let's, let's throttle back a little bit. Let's, let's kind of slow down. Let's take it easy. But that's, that's just you like saying, no, don't put me in for an award. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, what, what if as Christian men, what if we lean into that prospect of wild success yeah. and we hit the gas pedal and we're like, what would it look like if I don't throttle back? What would it look like if I give this everything I've got, right? Like the famous quote, like the world has yet to see what God can do through one man who is wholly devoted yeah. to him, right. right? Like I have always had that in my mind. Like what if we, what if we did that? Yeah. What would that look like? What would wild success in my personal life look like? And when I say wild success, I'm talking spiritually. Yeah. I'm not talking about the world's definition of success. And what would that look like for men's alliance? What would that look like for every tribe and every man? And that to me is the part from your story, Sage, that hits me the hardest is we've got to not be afraid of success. Yeah. Don't be afraid of winning. Yeah. Don't be afraid of being a, a version of yourself that's better than anything you ever imagined. Right. Because I think it's so easy just to set low goals for yourself, so you'll ne so you're never disappointed. You know. Oh yeah. If I don't, yeah. If I if I don't, that's that comfortable. Yeah. You know, mediocre, average lifestyle. There's some quote like, like my greatest fear is living an average life or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's funny you say that because that's one of my um, David Goggins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he uses too much profanity, but there's yeah. this one where he didn't use not one single cuss word. Yeah. And he said, he talked about this guy and he was like, if you're, he goes, do your dreams or do they scare you? He's like, no, man. He goes, then you're not, they're not dreaming. Oh, yeah. Enough. Yeah. So I already signed up for the marathon for next year. I loved that yeah. one too. I heard that one. And yeah, I, was I signed like, up. And you know, there's already three, three guys. Um, next signed up. Um, I think Bullseye signed up. And I think we, I hope we get, we had six guys this year. Let's double that to make 12. Yeah. And, uh, but I was like, I, I was out there for six hours, 39 minutes. And, you know, it was tough. Yeah. And but I, mean, I finished it. And I was like, hey, I think I can shave an hour off my time. I can go five and a half. I was comfortable with that. I was like, I was thinking about, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to shave. I'm going to go under five. 
I'm going to go into, I'm going to work all year to go under five hours. That's even an hour and a half off my time at 58, but I'm going to do it. That's the goal. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm going to go five hours. And you know, right. Goggins says like what you just said is, you know, Goggins is saying, if your goals don't scare you, yeah. they're not good goals. You need to set bigger goals. Yeah. Well, I want to adjust that slightly for men's alliance, yeah. right? If your prayers Ooh. don't scare you, yeah, then you're not praying big enough. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Mm. We need to pray such a, a big, frightening, bold, scary prayer that we're like, oh man. Yeah. But we got to lean into that, right? Yeah. Don't limit your success. There's this quote that talks about, you know, dreaming big, but it's like uh instead of dreaming or goals, yeah, replace it with prayers. Like people like stop praying prayers that are equal to your own ability and start right. praying prayers that are equal to God. We serve ability, a big God. You know? <sighs> Yeah, you said something earlier when you were talking about, uh, you know, telling yourself negative messages like you, I didn't even run the marathon. I walked. That's part of running a marathon. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I could just get this across to everybody. Right. Like, I've done a lot of marathons and Ironman triathlons yeah. and you you can walk. And yes. that that applies to life. Yeah. It's OK to walk. Walking is not quitting. You yeah. are still moving forward, right? You are refusing to quit. Walk, quitting is getting in your car and driving home. That's yep. what quitting a marathon looks like. And yeah. I've seen guys do that. I've seen guys just like walk off the road and like cut through yards. They're just like, I'm yeah. done. They're just like, well, yeah. they're off road and they're, they're going to find their car. But in life, you think about like getting hit hard in life. Yeah. Uh, spiritual attacks, health, deaths in families, uh, these kind of things they can force us to walk sometimes. Yeah. They're like, you know what? I'm in a season where I'm going up a big hill. And, you know, I had a buddy in the Air Force who was an ultra marathoner. And um, he and I used to talk a lot about training for ultra endurance events. And one of the things I learned from him is that ultra marathoners, they always walk up the hills, right? Like when they're doing, you know, those big famous... Um, Leadville. Yeah, Leadville 100. Big Western States. Western States. They walk up the hills. And when he first started, he was just running the whole thing and just wearing out and then mm. getting crushed on the last 15, 20 miles. Everybody would pass him. And it was because they told him, they're like, listen, man, the reason why we're beating you at the very end is because you weren't walking up the hills like we were. Yeah. And I think we can apply That's it to life. Point. So. Man, when life hits us hard and we have to stop and walk for a while, there's no problem with that. There's no shame in that. You're not quitting. You're just right. in a season where you're like, this is a tough hill and I'm going to walk yeah. it. And once I get to the top, I'm going to grab a cup of water and I'm going to start yeah. running again. Yeah. And yeah, also, I, speaking of that, because yeah, I want to run with Tony, is uh, most of those guys have pacers. They have someone with them that's walking with them when they're walking. Yeah, mm -hmm. And that paces them out. And I was like, you need somebody with you. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody in life. Yes. Right. A wingman. I used to, I used to run a lot. And one thing that my, my sister kind of taught me how to run and her coaches would always tell her when they would come to a hill, just, it gets harder. So you just say to yourself to every uphill, there's a downhill. So know that, yeah. know there's a downhill coming, you know, this isn't going to last forever. So through every up there, uh, every uphill, there's a downhill, but every downhill, there's an uphill coming. So yeah. as we, uh, as we start to wrap this up, Sage, but I got to tell a story. Okay. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to try really hard to not get choked up here. Oh, this is going to be good. But, um, 
Sage Sage met me a couple days ago in the parking lot. He was like, "Hey, can we meet for a minute? I got something to give you." And um, I was like, "Yeah." So get out of my car. He hops out of his car, and uh, he hands me his finisher's medal. Which, uh, if you if you look at the uh, the video and the photo that we're posting from this podcast today, you can see it. It's hanging on the uh, handle of the sledgehammer uh, over his right shoulder. Um, and I was just like speechless. I was like, man, I, I can't accept this. I was like, you, I think I said something like, you need to give this to like your kids and grandkids. You, you've worked for like a year for this medal, yeah. right? And, um, but you were like, you just smiled and you were like, I'm going to get more. God, yep. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to earn more of these. And he was like, I just want you to have this one. I'm going to go get a lot more. And uh, so I just want you to know that that really means a lot to me. I'm going to look at it right there as we, we do all these men's Alliance podcasts. And I just want to say, thank you. That gift is, uh, is not one that I take lightly. Thanks. That's awesome. Well, I guess I got to run a marathon now. <laughs> I'm the only one that has done it. <laughs> so, and when I run my marathon, I'll give my medal to you. So. Uh, hey, that's all right. I love it. So I guess we're closing up. We'll close with this. I was going to go in a different route, but you know, with you saying that I asked you like, what made you start this? You know, and this is what everybody needs to hear. It's like you said you were just one man struggling. And you started this out. I was like, isn't that true of all of us? It only takes one man to change the world. Men's Alliance is changing the world. It's changing our community, changing our church, changing families. You know, it only takes one guy to say, hey, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to change my life. And you've inspired. I mean, how, how many people are in Men's Alliance? How many men across the country, you know, are in Men's Alliance? Because you said, I need to do something different. That's why, I, that's why I want to give you the medal because it changed my life. You know, I just want to honor you with that. You know, that um, it didn't mean a lot to me. That I really appreciate that you put yourself out there. You said, hey, I have a problem and you're a man of God. And I just really appreciate it. I was like, it's changed, which I hope it changed my, my kids' lives, my mm -hmm. grandkids' lives. And it's just, boom, because you stepped up and you put your faith in God. and You put your faith in you know, what needed to be done. You were willing to make a change. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I, I just started it cause I needed it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I started it cause I, I knew I needed it in my life. I was like, man, I need to be in a men's group and I don't, I don't like any of the men's groups that I see yeah. <laughs> as yeah. the options, right. I need to be in something that's super real. I need to be in a group uh, that just like meets outdoors and yeah. sits around a fire and talks about real struggles. And, wait, and shows up um, when it's 30, <laughs> what, 30 degrees and pouring down rain. Yeah, that was a good time. That was Tuesday. Man, yeah. I would rather meet in 10 degrees and snow yes. yeah. than 38 degrees and rain. That yeah. was, that was, uh, but you know what was so cool is that there were 17, 17. guys out there in that yeah. pouring rain. And of course, Shadow's wearing shorts. He was. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's when memories are made, though. Yeah, you know, you're is. not going to remember the Men's Alliance where it was 70 degrees out and sunny. Yeah. I'll tell you what you won't ever remember. Yeah. You'll never remember meeting a group of guys at Panera. No. Yeah, right. You know, you're never going to remember sitting around in a, somebody's yeah. living room uh, having coffee cake. Yeah. <laughs> and, and discussing a book. Right. But I will never forget bear crawling up oh, hills in snow yeah. and, and running yes. around the church in the mud Oof, yeah. and the, and the freezing rain. And it's like, it's, I know we like to pretend we're all civilized and refined, but we're yeah. not. Yeah. And every guy has a, has an inner caveman that longs for that right. kind of thing. And when men, it. when men suffer, cause there's a method to the madness. And when men suffer together, 
you know, they grow together. Amen. They, and they bond together. But Sage, man, I'm just, you're how I see myself, you know, in the future. So you're, you're definitely setting the standard. You're what, what motivates me to want to be better. Man. Thanks. So, hey, yeah. well, I'll give you the, the last, last word of your story. So, sure. cause like I said, we started with God, let's, let's end with God. So we're sitting around the fire on Tuesday. Like I said, it was pouring yeah. down rain and I don't know who built out fire spuds. Yeah, but yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was burning. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it was pouring down rain. That fire was just glowing. Then the wind started whipping up. Yeah. So as you're giving your devotion, we all got near the fire and those right. coals started turning white. Yeah. You know, like it was cooking and the rain would hit it. Those big fat raindrops would hit and these white coals had a black spot in it and then it would immediately go away. And I was like, man, isn't that how, how the, the Lord and the Holy Spirit works with us? If you have the fire in you, the Holy Spirit, yeah. You can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy. You know, yeah. if you're if you if you're committed to God, man, the world does not look so bad. It's not that hard. Yeah. There's some struggles, there's some tough times, but man, you can rely on the Holy Spirit and God's salvation and his strength. And just just look at that fire and just seeing that, man, it's just that's God. God, man, if we are with him, there's nothing we can't do. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. So good. Hey guys, as you're listening to this, I hope you're thinking about uh what's next for you, right? Sage is talking to us about what's next. Be thinking about what's next. Get out of isolation. Look for men who are going to show you where the standard is and um, and sharpen you to be better men. Uh, guys, this has been an awesome conversation. Yeah, it's great. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sage. Really appreciate yeah, you, you taking your time. And to our listeners out there, if you're not connected to a tribe, uh, join one. If you've already in one, maybe you've, you haven't been in a while, get back out there. Yes. Right? The, your, your membership hasn't expired. The just fire, show back up the fire is calling you that's right <laughs> and if there's not one in your area start one yeah all right man i look forward to seeing you around the fire soon thanks for listening to another episode of the men's alliance podcast find your tribe at men's alliance tribe.com or maybe you're the man to start one in your area and send us your questions or comments to info at mensalliancetribe.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we look forward to seeing you around the fire soon. I can't wait till we can be like, so what are you drinking there, Goose? Well, I'm drinking our new tribe coffee. <laughs> tribe coffee. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. This whole thing is just fun. I know. It's just a good time, mm -hmm. you know, doing what we love. And loving what we do. Yep. And um and I think it's having a positive impact on men around wow. the amen. Around the state, around the country.